PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is Season 2, covering everything from student stories to self-care and sports. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Scrolling Over Substance, the social media podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Rich. And I'm Samantha. All right. So today we're going to talk about how social media has changed over time because it's really not the same as it was 10 years ago. 72% of the American public uses some type of social media. So first off, let's get a little personal here. Let's talk about our own relationship with social media. So what platforms do we all use here? Me, I tend to use pretty much the standard stuff, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube a lot. That's kind of it. What about Discord? I, I, I don't understand the functions of it. I, I'm in Discord groups, but I'm, I don't actively participate. Oh, it's Discord's like a big one for me. It's complicated for me, too. I never was able to figure it out as much as I wanted to. Yeah, I feel like for me, I use Instagram, Snapchat, Discord. I know YouTube definitely counts, although it's also a video streaming app. So yeah. it's as social as you want it to be. Also TikTok. Yeah, I pretty much, I would say I use the standard ones, too. Definitely Instagram, Snapchat. YouTube, TikTok. I also like Pinterest. Yeah, so what do we like to use these platforms for? What do you guys typically do on social media? Scroll. A lot of endless scrolling. It kind of just, it, it's it's a perfect time waster. So like for better or for worse. So like say you're just, it's a lazy day. You know, you have nothing to do. You don't want to go outside. Where do you go? Your first thing is the closest screen you got and that's your phone. And then you're just going on every single app that you have, you know, you're just going to scroll for maybe what you think is going to be, oh, I'm just going to look for five minutes. And then two hours later, you're still, you're in a rabbit hole of like some true crime stuff on TikTok at like three in the morning. That was very specific because that happened to me the other day. Anyways, but yeah, that's kind of like, it's just, you just dive into a rabbit hole, kind of like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it's like, actually. Good comparison. I mean, I use Instagram for mostly just keeping up with what people are doing. Although, I don't know, I kind of noticed that recently I just like things and I don't really think about it. So I'm trying to be more kind of mindful with the way I interact with it. I feel like that's, that's probably going to make it more productive for me. TikTok, I also like the mindless scrolling thing because I just, I don't know what it is, but I cannot stop scrolling when I, when I go on there. I have to take a step back sometimes and be like, okay, that's enough TikTok. Me too. I feel like it's kind of like an escape. If I have a paper to write or something, like obviously I'd rather like go on my phone and look at TikTok. And then of course it turns into an hour long thing. So that's definitely one way I use social media. And I think also, like you said, Emily, to kind of keep up with what's going on. I feel like I get a lot of my news from social media and like what people are up to. I feel like I kind of have full low-key so definitely is a way to like see what people are up to and what they're doing yeah i feel like the fomo thing is especially true with snapchat the snap maps feature which is absolutely so creepy but with everyone posting stuff and tonight showing where they are it feels like oh should i know all that stuff or like you can see there's a party going on being like man i'm just at home in my room tonight but i feel like also like social media is kind of fake and people only put the good stuff out there like people aren't really going to post pictures of them like sitting in their room like 
like crying. Like people are going to post pictures of them on vacation and partying and whatever. So I feel like it's only the good things. And that's why social media is kind of toxic and kind of got toxic over time. Can you talk more about that? Like what are we seeing on social media? Yeah, like I said, you know, it's just the positive things. There's also like that girl trend that's really popular where girls are posting working out at waking up at four in the morning and their day's perfect and they're eating all organic and all natural. And that's just not realistic. And I feel like a lot of influencers, you know, a lot of them are even like photoshopping their pictures and nothing is like real anymore. Nothing's genuine. You don't really see like a genuine influencer posting like their real life, you know. I think Instagram is kind of the biggest one towards this is that everybody uses it now as a highlight reel. You're going to see everybody's up and ups, all of their, their highest moments, which in theory is fine, but in practice, it's pretty freaking damaging, especially in the long run. You see all these celebrities, you know, and it's it's funny too, because like they try and make it seem like, oh, you know, they're just like us, which, you know, sometimes it works, but other times you're just like, damn, well, compared to what I'm doing, what what am I doing? These people are on freaking cruise ships, taking vacations, and, and even regular people, too, who just have money. A lot of it's fake. A lot of it's manufactured. I mean, for me, it wasn't really seeing celebrities do this stuff. But when I first got kicked out of school for COVID, like two years ago, I was watching a lot of lifestyle YouTubers who were about my age, more or less. And they were posting stuff like, this is me making breakfast and doing all this stuff in the morning. And it actually did kind of motivate me to not sleep till noon anymore so that was kind of good but some of these kids are like 15 years old i found this girl who's 13 years old and made a video where she was like oh yeah i wake up at 5 a.m and i go for a run and i do this and that and that definitely does seem a little bit unrealistic because when she said oh i'm 13 she didn't look 13 she looked about 17 years old i feel like it's making them grow up fast According to the 2021 Children and Parents Media Use and Attitudes Report published by Ofcom, 66% of 8 to 11-year-olds have their own tablet and 49% their own smartphone. Sometimes on TikTok or even on like Instagram or whatever, like I'll see like seven-year-olds posting videos. It's like, you have to be 13 to download Instagram and TikTok. So it's like, why are these kids like on social media? Like we never had that growing up. And I feel like it's toxic for them to see those influencers that are like portraying themselves as perfect and Photoshop pictures. And maybe they think they should also be waking up at like 4 a.m. It's like they're seven, you know? I don't think they should be having social media, but unfortunately that's just how it is nowadays. Like they all have iPads and iPhones. I remember a few years ago, I worked at a summer camp and my kids were in second grade and they would just sit and talk about TikToks and it was weird. I was just like, you are seven and six years old. You shouldn't be going on social media. Go outside. I feel like that's not necessarily our fault, but the people who raised us because our generation literally grew up with the technology. So obviously it was going to be in our hands from such a short amount of time. We went from really fat computers to really skinny laptops and tablets and little freaking smartphones that can just do everything. It was a simpler time when it was just flip phones. You just had all the essentials, the bare minimum, and that was enough for everybody. Everybody still had a sense of childhood where there was some sort of innocence. Now with smartphones, you're exposed to the internet and the internet is, it's a wild west. Oh yeah, anything goes there. What were your first experiences with social media when you were kids? Instagram and like Facebook became popular in middle school and actually Facebook became popular in fifth grade and that's when I got a Facebook. I had to convince my mom to let me get one when I was like nine years old. Maybe I was like 11, but everyone had one and I would come home from school and go like straight to Facebook. 
And it was like, if you didn't have Facebook, you weren't cool. That's pretty young to be like exposed to that stuff. And then Instagram came out when I was like 12. If you didn't have those things, you didn't know what was going on. So I was exposed to that pretty young. I always felt like a pressure, what to post. Your feed has to look good. You should post with these people and not these people, you know? So I feel like there was always just like a pressure on it. Now that I'm older and in college, I'm kind of learning like it is toxic and it's not all real and it's not all perfect. Rich, what about you? It's kind of the same thing because uh, I'm pretty sure I got a Facebook uh, and it wasn't even by, from my own want. I remember this specifically. My mother was just like, hey, you want a Facebook account? And I'm like, uh-huh, what is that? I was I was completely confused. I think it was like 10 or 11, had a profile and everything. And it just became one of those things. You go after school, you yeah. look on there, you know, you see all this random st- stupid stuff in the end. And it, it just kind of felt like a pressure because everybody at that age had it at the time. And kids at that age are relentless. So oh, yeah. even if you if you didn't have one, yeah, you weren't cool. You know, you weren't sitting with the freaking cool kids at the at the lunch table. You weren't talking about uh, the f- the funny video that you saw at lunch or stuff like that. But that's kind of what was my first experience. It was Facebook. I remember even before that, I I got a glimpse of what MySpace was like, and I thought I was fascinated by that. But by the time I even was able to function social media, that was gone. Maybe that's for the best though. But yeah, that's that's kind of how it started for me. And it just spiraled. <laughs> I remember as a kid, I wanted Facebook just because there were games on it. But then I didn't end up getting a Facebook till I started high school because I was joining clubs and they were using it. But now I, I don't really use Facebook. I check it like once a month. So I don't know if I really count that. But Instagram was a big one for me. I remember when I was in sixth grade, that's when Instagram became big. I used to do the thing where I would sit and wait for my like count to go up. Like I used to camp out on my phone and wait for it to not show the names of who liked it, but just switch to the numbers. Yes, I know what you mean. Oh my God. (laughs) It was like when you got 11 likes. Oh my God. Like, I was so happy when I got 11 likes on my pictures when I was 12. I'm glad that they introduced that feature where you can hide likes or hide the like count. I started doing that just to see if it would, like, help feel less pressure. Um, I guess maybe it does a little bit. Instagram just feels like a competition sometimes. Yeah, I don't really care about likes anymore. It's just a number to me, to be honest. 100% is. Especially like when you look at how everything's structured, you know, you look at your feed, whoever you follow, you know, you can follow your friends, you can follow the celebrities, and you're going to have two vastly different perspectives on life. One is going to be just, oh yeah, this is my life, so it's not a lot of stuff. Some people just don't post a lot. And then you have the people that post every minute of every single day, and you're just like, well, why do I need to see all this so much? At least that, that's that's my mentality of it now. I was one of those people who was really indecisive when it comes to posting to, to the point where I rarely post on social media anyway. Like the only time I do it now is like whenever I take like a trip or a hike or something. I feel like Instagram is slowly becoming more like real though because now people are starting to post like photo dumps or people just post like a bunch of random pictures of whatever and they're not like edited and they're not like, I kind of wish we had that growing up because again, like the pressure to like have filters and followers and likes and whatever, you know? Oh, I still posted whatever I wanted in middle school and that's something I haven't really seen a lot of with middle schoolers now. Like when I was in sixth grade and I first started using Instagram, I used to every day just post pictures pictures of, hey guys, look at this cool house I made in Minecraft. And then now I'm seeing kids on social media and they're saying, oh, I'm 14 years old. I'm like, girl, you look 17. You look older than me.
Let's jump to YouTube in particular. Social media just seems so mass produced and the same. A lot of the content you said is the same and kids content is not free from this at all. 80% of US parents of children under 11 years old claim that their kids watch YouTube. You guys want to talk a little bit about, have you seen a lot of kids content on YouTube? At a certain point, I remember I had my little cousin living with us and I would take a glance on the iPad and I would see, this is the app, YouTube Kids. It's meant to be aimed at kids. And the stuff that you would see, even just thumbnail-wise alone, you're just like, why is this on a kid's app? A lot of weird stuff with characters, specifically Elsa, Spider-Man, My Little Pony. Those three characters, you'll see some weird stuff on YouTube. Again, it's supposed to be catered to kids. It's like, there's no protection. How weird are we talking? You know those moments, like you're watching something super wholesome and then your parents walk in and it's, out of context, it looks like the weirdest stuff ever. Essentially that, they'll have the most innocent titles, like some weird like challenge. I was also gonna talk about like the overstimulating stuff for kids. There's like Coco Melon now, oh God. which is all over YouTube. And like, I always see videos about that on TikTok, how it's like, it's not healthy for kids. Like it is way too overstimulating and like too sensitive for them. And that's what like a lot of like the videos are today. There's also a lot of like YouTube family channels, like the LeBrant family and the Ace family and stuff. And they're also like very toxic, I think. They're like basically exploiting their kids. Yep. Oh yeah, I didn't know about that until recently because I followed this family YouTuber for a while. She was a teen mom. She had her daughter at 16 and was documenting her whole life on social media, on YouTube. Then she realized the family vlogging channels are actually pretty toxic. Like they'll say, oh wait, my kid is in the ER. I have to whip out my camera. I'm going to get so many views and so much money for this. And when I heard about that, I actually had no idea until she posted about how awful it was and I was just like oh my god I'm so glad you're leaving that community well the funny thing about YouTube kids is it's an ironic title because YouTube is not for kids that's got to be an invasion of privacy but then again privacy does not exist on the internet anymore despite what people say no social media is for kids no. you have to be 13 to get like any of that but unfortunately parents let their kids get it or kids find out how the apps don't know if they're lying about their age I mean I've been going on YouTube since I was like five years old the stuff I was watching was not for kids. I think my first YouTube video was the music video for White and Nerdy by Weird Al. I remember watching that and Newgrounds. It's kind of like an art site, but it's not for kids. I would play flash games that were also not for kids, shooting games, weird comedy videos. And I found out that that's actually not a, an original experience to me. I found so many other people or on TikTok who say, oh yeah, I watched this when I was like five or I was going on this site when I was like six. I was, I was definitely not supposed to be watching that. Now that I'm a little bit older, I'm just like, you know what? Maybe we should just raise the social media age to 16. How would you do that though? I don't know. Cause I mean, I was pretty cringe in middle school. We all were, yeah. <laughs> everybody was. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. That's the other thing, like all these social media apps that we would try out as kids, whether it be like Instagram or some of the smaller ones, like if you wanna go earlier, you wanna go like kick. There was a lot that aren't, Vine's not around anymore. Musical.ly's not around, but that turned into TikTok. Eh, eh, Vine was Vine was its own thing. That was that was like the catalyst for all of like the cringy kids, and they kind of just grew up in a way. Because now you have people that are on TikTok, and people don't take TikTok seriously. TikTok but, is just Vine, but longer. True, and these people are literally becoming celebrities on it. 
by just three minute videos. Yeah, this kid who I worked at summer camp with a couple years ago, I found out he's a TikTok influencer with over 100,000 followers. All he does is make these videos of him in a hoodie with the LED lights in his room and staring at the camera and saying, like and follow to claim this. You're gonna get the best news of your life on Friday. And I'm just like, how do you get, how do you get because so people, many followers Because people, I for see that? those videos too and it's like, like and follow and share to, to claim money this week. And obviously they're just trying to get likes and followers. That's like the evolved version of those chain email things. Like, um, you got to send this out to this many people yeah, or you're going to yeah. die. And like, I remember those on Facebook yeah, too. That would be amazing. They were everywhere. It's yeah. crazy how some things don't if change. If you don't share, you'll get bad luck for the next 10 years. When I saw that though, I was just thinking, how is this how you're getting followers? Nine times out of 10. And I've noticed this because I've been on many TikTok lives. A lot of them are just bots. They'll say one thing over and over again. That's another, that's a whole different like cesspool We can issue. talk about that too. If you ever are on a social media app that you don't really use, but you haven't deleted it for some reason and you get a random text from somebody, don't answer it. Like there are those ones where they try to be suggestive. I constantly just got random bots of just trying to like sell me shit or viruses. It's funny too, because you can see them in these lives. Tangent, but the trial for uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard's going on right now. And I've watched it live on TikTok. I don't know why it's on TikTok. I don't know why it's live on TikTok. That's weird. And you had people gifting, which means you're spending money. And it's just like, for what? Why? What are you doing? And if they're real people, that's on them. But if they're bots, that's not really surprising. A lot of these one comment things too, it's just like, hi, take a look at my profile and then it'll be like nothing there. And then it's going to be like some toxic link that you hit. Like you, that's everywhere. They're spending money just to make little roses fly across the screen. Exactly. I mean, I get justice for Johnny Depp, but damn, what what are you doing? You're, you it look stupid. It doesn't do anything. Exactly. So the roses thing, the, the thing where you're telling me people are just spending money, sending the little TikTok roses for the news channel, that just made me think think about how when we use social media all the time it makes us have less of an attention span and it makes us look at stuff differently like i was saying before i've noticed recently that i don't really think when i like things on instagram but i've been trying to do less of that just be like is this something that brings me joy is this something that makes me happy if it's some random infographic then do i actually understand it is there some truth to it it's lessened our attention span i know i can't watch super long videos usually and when you said that they were sending the roses it was people just being like oh i love this show and then sending stuff very surface level interactions yes social media has definitely shortened all of our attention spans the fact that tiktok and previously vine exist is proof of that and back in vine how long were the videos seven seconds sometimes people be skipping before the video is even done it's seven seconds like i can understand if it's something you don't like but like it's kind of nuts kind of baffling i'm like the same way like i used to love youtube videos all the time and then tiktok came out and it's like if i could watch 10 videos videos in one minute or like one YouTube video for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like aimlessly scrolling now and I can't like watch like a full YouTube video anymore. It has to be like really good for me to sit down and watch the whole thing because my attention span is just so fried. I feel like I can't even watch videos by themselves. If I watch a YouTube video on my computer, I will often be on another screen at the same time. Like I will be scrolling through my phone while the video is playing. Yeah. Or I'll be playing a game or something like that. 
that alone says a lot about what the internet can do to somebody. One is not enough. You need more. It's it's like a drug. It is. I mean, if this is us growing up on the internet when it was really starting to take off, like early 2000s, then just think about how the kids like Generation Alpha is going to turn out when they're our age. It is already happening. I think the stuff that they're watching, like the rainbow kids content that's just all fluff and there's the repetitive songs, I think that's probably worse for kids' brains than when I was watching Potter Puppet Pals on Newgrounds as a kid. I was just watching that stuff and being like, oh, I don't know what's going on, but it's kind of funny. But this is just a distraction now. Oh, yeah, 100%. 90% of the stuff on the internet feels like a distraction. Can you talk more about that? There's no substance in it. Everything is mass-produced. We're just mindlessly scrolling. You know, we're not really gaining anything out of it. Sure, some people are lucky enough, and that's if you're lucky enough, because it's hard to build an audience, apparently, which I do 100% believe. Some people are lucky enough to you know make fame off of that like you have one shtick and then you run with it but not everybody has that luxury on the other side of that coin it's it can be really damaging especially like with cyberbullying cyberbullying is freaking crazy like twitter is just a cesspool of hot takes and just people going after one another like there's no compassion anymore for nobody like there's no cooperation there's no you know exchanging of good things besides those very few posts every day where it's like oh like motivate here's a little bit of motivation for your day and it's like everything else on the trending is just trending for a certain amount of time but it's like fighting for that and then once it's gone it's gone it doesn't matter anymore it's out of, out of sight out of mind you know what i mean like a fabricated it's just you'll see it and you'll be like that's nice and then you'll forget about it five minutes later again there's the damaging of the attention span but internet has done a lot of good for us in the past couple of years it's brought us a lot closer together for better or for worse we know a lot more of what's going on around us it helps us get connected with people who have the same weird interests as us yeah it helps people get jobs find their careers, people express doing what they love. So, you know, it's not all bad. It creates a community and that's kind of nice. Here's hoping that years after the community is still there and we're not in like a civil war with each other. Oh, I have internet friends who I still talk to 10 years later. See, that's the beauty of the internet. That's impressive. I've been talking to them since I was in sixth grade and now I'm graduating college. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I have my own internet best friend who I met on a random chat site. Oh, I haven't met mine yet. No? No. Be, be careful out there. Those, those are dangerous places, but sometimes you get lucky with a good person. <laughs> I met one too and she turned out to be crazy. So. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why I'm scared of it because it's like once you meet them, they don't become just your internet friends anymore. They become your real life friend and that's just another boundary that I've never crossed before and I don't know if I should do that. It all depends on how well you know them because again, you never really know someone until you spend actual time with them, I guess. But at the same time, talking to them, you know, you get a good sense of who they are. Full of mysteries. It's like that deep, dark part of the bottom of the ocean that scientists don't even know what's there. Thank you everybody so much for taking the time to listen. This has been Scrolling Over Substance. My name is Rich. And I'm Emily. And I'm Samantha. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Use social media protection, guys. Do it. This episode of Paltzcast was brought to you by SUNY New Paltz DMJ 393 podcasting class. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester. 